Hi, welcome to the uh, next edition of the North Street uh, podcasts. Um, this one's looking at antimicrobial resistance and, and in particular a, a citywide uh, approach and kind of cross-system approach to uh, addressing antimicrobial resistance. So I'm joined by... Hi, I'm Gail Evans. I'm an Advanced Health Improvement Specialist for Health Protection within Leeds City Council. I'm Penny Allison. I'm the Communications Lead at NHS Leeds CCG. Hi, I'm Heather Edmonds. I'm Head of Clinical Pharmacy with the Leeds GP Confederation. Hi, I'm Gay Sherman Chase and I'm the Principal Medical Advisor for the Medicines Optimisation Group at the CCG. I also work as a GP part-time. Okay, thank you. So, we're talking about a, a city-wide approach to tackling something like AMR. Can you give us a little bit of background as to, as to how that approach has come about and why you've um, decided to adopt that sort of approach across the city? Yeah, absolutely. Shall I start from a, a Leeds to Council point of view? Mm-hmm. So, from the Council point of view, um, we were aware that, obviously, it's, it's a hugely important issue and the Director of Public Health established a Health Protection Board in 2016 and we very quickly established that one of the priorities of that group was going to be antimicrobial stewardship. The group was established not long after, actually in in 2016, and it's very much an inclusive group. We've got representation from key partners across health and social care and also from the universities and from healthy schools teams and microbiology and really anybody who's interested in antimicrobial stewardship for the, for the city. And I think one of the things that's been really key for us is we've all worked really well together to ensure that we're all doing the same thing and we're all aiming in the same direction. We have a work plan that we're all very clear on and that work plan actually mirrors the national priorities which just as a, as a, a really quick reminder is to reduce the need for unintentional exposure to antimicrobials optimise the use of antimicrobials and also investing in innovation, supply and access. And I think one of our strengths is we have really good links with the university who are currently developing some innovative um, testing as well, which we're involved with. I think it's worth mentioning that we also use animal health as well, isn't it? So it's just wider than just healthcare, isn't it? We've talked about broader with dentists and Mm -hmm. everything else. So it's been a really good group, isn't it, to share some of that work? Absolutely, Heather. And I think, yeah, I forgot to mention that the dentists come and also that we have environmental health that talk Mm -hmm. about the sort of the food chain, which though it's not something that we feel that as a group we can directly influence, certainly it's really interesting to know what's going on Mm -hmm. for a complete picture. The background for developing the group, I think, really was um, the concern about the increased use of antibiotics globally. And in particular, we were concerned around um, the amount of antibiotics that were being prescribed in primary care. Um, And it appears around 70% of antibiotics are actually coming from primary care. So that was an area which we knew we had to really work closely with. What we decided in Leeds when we were looking at the issues around antimicrobial resistance is that we needed to try and approach things um, in a multi-pronged way so that we're ensuring that um, we were looking at all areas where we could improve our antimicrobial stewardship. In the past, we'd focused on educating clinicians around the use um, of antibiotics, ensuring that appropriate antibiotics were used for the appropriate time. But we were aware that a big issue with antimicrobial stewardship was the general public's view of antibiotics and their lack of understanding of antimicrobial resistance. And so we felt that we needed to do more than just educate the GPs. 
which is why we decided that we needed to try to increase the knowledge and understanding of the residents of Leeds so that they could understand more clearly the messages that the GP was trying to get across to them in, in a consultation. We decided that we needed to look at how we could create uh, a campaign to try to improve the understanding. Um, the idea of the Seriously Resistant campaign was born from there. In particular for Leeds, a big concern for us is that we're a university city with around 70,000 students and at the time when Seriously was developed in 2016, there was emergence of multi-resistant gonorrhea or super gonorrhea in the north of England and in particular in Leeds we had relatively a high number of cases. So we agreed that we needed to focus on increasing the understanding of antibiotic resistance in the student population because we were concerned about the risks um, of spread and the implications for the rest of the country. I think in, in Leeds, um, as well as what Gaze just said, the, the global issue of AMR is obviously huge and it can be quite overwhelming. So what we wanted to do um, is have a sort of think globally but act locally sort of theme to the campaign. Obviously there's national materials around AMR, there's the Keep Antibiotics Working, Antibiotic Guardian, all of which we still use. But we felt, especially with the super gonorrhea outbreak, um, that we really needed to have a local push on this and with the student population in particular because they were some of the most at risk um, of things like super gonorrhea but we also felt that if we could influence the behaviour of young people then that would have the greatest long-term impact. That was that was going to be one of our questions in that um, obviously it's a global issue yeah. but the 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 the, dri the main driver in behind the behind the work in Leeds was was the the, the student and yeah. the, the the kind of super gonorrhea outbreaks and things like that 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 brought this work kind of to the fore. Absolutely, and with um, we had a a relatively small budget from the uh, meds team to to look at what we could do with this. So we developed a, a design brief. Subsequently, appointed um, an agency Magpie to create the new campaign. What Magpie um, do particularly well is um, they do a lot of work, have a lot of connections with university and they do a lot of work with students and so they were able to develop some really really good insight working with students and so um, the branding, the very bright, vivid, red background, white obviously evokes the sort of anti the stereotypical antibiotic, yeah, yeah. also ties in with, with some of the national um, sort of visuals so that we weren't doing anything that was too out of kilter um, but they also helped co-design the messages. So there were quite a few things that we went through and looked at lots of different types of messaging. Some of the, for example, from the AIDS campaign um, and, and different campaigns as to what would hit the right mark, what would, would give people the right message without, for example, scaring them, mm. without preaching to them. Um, so it's quite a delicate balance. but. Eventually we came up with a set of, I think at the time there were about half a dozen key messages. Um, we used a mixture of traditional media, um, digital social media, as well as PR stunts and engagement activities. Um, the messages, uh, like I said, they were co-produced, but obviously they were clinically approved because again, we have to get that balance right. Yeah. Um, but they had to be, it's a very complex subject and can be quite hard to explain but we had to deliberately keep them simple because they had to for example 
um, fit on poster drums that you see around the city or on um, Twitter or um, on posters in GP practices, union buildings all around the university, on balloons. Um, so they were really everywhere. Um, I think the other thing that worked really well is it was about, because they were so eye-catching and they were really vivid, that actually they really drew people to them. And so they, they, they were just, there were often just a few words yeah. that would actually catch people's attention and, and pull them in. It would make them interested, make them want to find out what it was about. And I think that worked really well, didn't it? And, 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 sorry. and sorry, continuing that, one of the first things that they did before the campaign was actually launched was that they had these eight-foot giant balloons that they would go around the campuses and the city centre just as a sort of teaser to get people thinking. And so the, the word seriously resistant started appearing in different places. It's like, what's that? So there were definitely these teaser activities. Um, so there were all sorts of, there was um, a website was developed, um, there was kind of a Buzzfeed, kind of quirky online quiz, which encouraged people to pledge their support. The website also we started to include information about antibiotics, resources for different organisations to share, free resources that could be downloaded and printed out. There were quite a few engagement events, there was a student lock-in at, um, at the shopping centre, university campuses, college campuses, pharmacy stickers um, were distributed to all of the pharmacies near the, the campuses and the colleges. It was a relatively short campaign, sorry. And they started using those red bags, didn't they, in the pharmacies? So that, they were, yeah. you know, when they gave out prescriptions, they had a distinctive red bag. So again, there was that professional message that Absolutely. came out as well, wasn't it? So it was reinforcing some of that. And yeah. that, that's something that we very much, I think this was a relatively short campaign, the first one. It was only eight weeks. Um, by the end of that time, I think there were about 410 quizzes completed, 2,372 pledges. We used the pledge thing was really important because part of this was about awareness raising, but actually it's about behaviour change. And in order to get people to change their behaviour, you need to do much more than raise awareness. You need that they need to not just be aware of the messages, but actually to accept them, to understand them, to take them in. So we used the pledge, whether on paper or online because it actually required them to do something and in that act of doing something, of pledging their support, that was an indicator of engagement with the campaign. Behaviour change is notoriously hard to measure and it, this is something that's going to take a generation realistically. Mm. But this was something that we thought, well, it required people to actively do something. So that's one of the key measures that we used. So we had uh, 2,372 after eight weeks. We'd also recruited 10 student ambassadors who were, were out spreading the word and sharing the campaign messages. And we had um, a reach of over 20,000 for social media posts. I think on the back of the, the student campaign, we also realized going through the, the metrics that an awful lot of non-students had engaged with it as well, which uh, I suppose led to the realization that we could probably do a citywide campaign and so working with, again, um, prescribing data with the meds teams, we identified the six highest, highest prescribing areas of the city. And we did a community of uh, campaign that was very much um, focused on those six high prescribing areas. One of the things that we'd learned through the student campaign was the importance of that face-to-face -face engagement, that this is a difficult subject. Um, people don't always understand it and so you need those conversations. It's hard isn't it to get that 
global, yeah. you know, this is a global threat and how do you bring that to, so what does it mean for me, isn't exactly. it? It's trying mm. to get those people to get on board and think actually yeah. it's something about me having taken responsibility. And I think that's what seriously did really well because the messages were so localised. Yeah. So it wasn't about this, the big global threat that it feels a bit, you know, ambiguous and it's not something yeah. you can influence. So when you talk about a call to action, it was a call to action of what can you do in your local yeah. community mm. to make a difference. But we had that literally, the posters would say, Kipax, you know, an area of Leeds, yeah. the future of antibiotics is in your hand, mm. Weatherby. So it was really local, because I think the other thing about when it's a global issue, you see this with all sorts of things with climate change and everything, it's very easy to make it someone else's responsibility. Yeah, Even though you'll be affected by it, if you're not affected right away, it's, it's somebody else's problem, whereas this very clearly um, sort of localised it. Um, so we did, um, we did much more face-to-face -face engagement. Um, things like backpacking in different areas so that those conversations could take place. We had a pledge hedge. So there was a real targeted, hyper-local targeted um, campaign in this, uh, in phase two of the campaign. Because I think we started working with um, areas where there are high prescribing rates um, and we also started looking at other areas where there was high antibiotic usage and where we thought that the education, that knowledge was really helpful. So we worked, started working with um, with children and in schools, which was really, really, really productive because getting the children to understand, taking those messages mm. home to their family so that then we would hopefully get to a situation where parents wouldn't necessarily bring their children along to see the GP expecting that antibiotics mm. were going to be prescribed. Well, um, we've, done, we've done quite a lot of work with the GPs across the city anyway, haven't mm. we? So and overall, the results were gradually reducing, wasn't mm. it? Yeah. But what we found was there was, you know, there was a few pockets of probably where areas we were hard to engage with. Mm. I think was probably easier, but we needed to understand a little bit more deep dive into actually what was going on, wasn't it? In those, so which is where we did those targeted mm. approaches, yeah. wasn't it, to actually work with those communities to say, why is there still higher antibiotic prescribing mm. in those areas when? Jeep, you know, that you wouldn't expect it to fit the norm. The, the, you know, the norm and having things norms. available in, in other languages as well, mm. that was that was all that was quite helpful. Mm. And then working with, with older people as well, yeah. working with um, the older age group who, you know, who again are more at risk of infections and therefore mm. more at risk of needing antibiotics and getting them to understand um, the messages behind, um, behind seriously and, and, and the concerns around AMR nationally. I think some of that, it's their thought process, but I think mm. some of that as well is it shows the value of working as a whole system together because mm. getting into luncheon clubs, for example, yeah. for our older population, mm. getting into the schools yeah. is very hard to do as just a health system on its own, for mm. example. Whereas if you've got health and you've got council working together plus other partners, you've sort of got a, this whole city approach, which we've really embraced. Yeah. And I think that's one of the real valuable assets that the city's got, really. It's about having those key messages, isn't it? And yes, having those key we're all messages. saying the same thing. Yeah, so it's all... I know the GPs were saying, you know, say, well, you know, we're doing everything around trying to not prescribe the right, you know, prescribe the right antibiotics when we need to, but there's a patient demand. So mm. something about they keep coming and saying the expectation is that they want antibiotics, and it was, you know, the the GPs kept, you know, saying, well, we haven't always got time to do, you know, in the ten minute appointment. Mm. So we thought, well, there's something got to do something else, isn't yes. it, about engaging with that population so that. You know they understand what it is, and they understand not always the answer. their behaviours and yeah. their 
it, yeah, and where they can have value with antibiotics, really. And I think we can see a change now because people are much more likely to come in and see their GP. Yes, they're wanting they're wanting some advice about what what you know the condition that they have and wanting to know what what sort of mm. infection it is. But actually, you know, having that conversation with them and explaining that the infection that they have is viral um, and will, you know, go in its own time and that antibiotics aren't going to be helpful, mm. um, in, you know, is, is being accepted much more freely now than it was because, mm. they, you know, we, we had a situation previously where, where people, you know, would still be quite insistent that they felt mm. they needed antibiotics but you can see that there's a change there's an increased understanding now that's happening in in all patients um and using you know things like seriously and the seriously campaign to help to get those messages across i think is you know has been really effective and it's mm. and it's helping us with uh you know the antibiotic stewardship which we're all great believers in as as heather said there's we're working in all sorts of ways um, across the city because obviously we've got the antimicrobial stewardship group but we're also working with primary care um, and to uh, to look at ensuring that there's appropriate guidelines available for them to follow around um, antimicrobial, antimicrobial prescribing to ensure that they use the right antibiotic at the right time for um, for the I right length of course and, and doing right. audits as well yes yeah, I think you're right I think you know without GPs having sort of some guidance and the guide, you know, guidelines. It's really difficult for them to have that consistent approach. I know we've had that in Leeds for quite a number of years, and that was one of our real key early wins. Really, is getting that consistency approach. And they do um, all the GPs do reflective reviews now, so they mm. look at their prescribing, and as part of peer support, and look at whether it's in line with the guidance as well. Mm. So it gives you a little bit. I think that's a really important point in that when you're talking about a whole, a whole system approach and a, um, a kind of whole city approach, there's so many different factors which influence yeah. prescribing yeah. rates and, and people and the demand for it. Yeah. Um, and if you look at something like smoking, for example, you don't stop people smoking by just telling them that it's mm. bad for them or yeah. stopping them doing it inside or raising the minimum aid. But all those things together yeah. actually start to have a cumulative impact. And yeah. this is a sort of a similar kind of approach, really, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, seriously, it's, it's very much part of that, that integrated kind of leads, mm. leads approach. Um, and we've most recently, as, as Gay was saying, we've targeted the, the sort of highest user group. So families of, of young children, older people, um, and Magpie have again been great at developing some really engaging activities. So in, in Leeds we have a series of um, summer activities, breeze events, we had a mascot, Doug the Bug, we had a competition to name Doug. <laughs> um, he's been going out, um, a newspaper, they developed a newspaper for older people, word searchers, Doug went out to a, a, an old people's dance club. He's been to schools. Um, and, and those links with the schools, again, really important through, through Gail's team and, and public health, with the Healthy Schools programme. Um, I think they've got those seriously materials now in, in 47 schools. There'll be another, We're gonna another roll out next as far year as, we as well. Can, yeah. And it's all part of that it's about that consistency of message, that constant reinforcement. Mm. So for example, when a, when a child has the lesson in school, sees the materials, takes them home, at an age when you know they still give you the school bag and you still read <laughs> the things that come out of it, um, and then you might be going into somewhere in Leeds and there'll be a double-decker bus with the message on the back of the double-decker bus. Um, or you'll go to an event and there'll be something there. So it's all part of that 
keeping those messages um, in public view, really. Because um, the, the campaign ebbs and flows, so it has yeah. peaks. So, for example, the latest one ran in the summer and then up to and including Antibiotic Awareness Week. Then across the city, we keep things going, social media and, and yeah. press and things. And then we'll have another campaign next year with a slightly different focus. So what's been quite important in that, presumably, is Magpie, the creative agency yeah. who developed the campaign, the seriously brand is quite a recognisable one, Absolutely. isn't it? And one of my questions was going to be about, um, obviously getting an outside agency in who's, who has expertise in that area is, is enormously beneficial, um, but isn't free. No. Um, so I think in what, what would be of interest to people, I think you were looking to replicate something similarly in, in their local area, is how did you make the case for this being a, a priority for funding? Because obviously there's a ever shrinking pot of money and um and lots of people with their with their hands up for um for a, a portion of that for work that they want to do so i just wondered how this managed to kind of cut through really i mean again heather can speak more about this but i think the fact that it is a city-wide priority and that there is um i think leads what is it that we say that we have the ambition to be the uk city yeah. that makes the greatest yeah. impact on amr and because we have that shared priority um, we haven't always been good even in the past we had quite a significant problem quite a few yeah. years ago where we all had to get start doing some work to reduce antibiotic prescribing as a city um, so I think that sort of started probably about 15 years ago I think when we really you know we had issues across both primary and secondary care and that really brought us together so it's been a high priority for the city for quite a number of years really and I think you know recognising that you know it's been part of our uh, quality improvement schemes and that sort of thing as well so you know the as a whole the system's been putting quite a bit of money into it so it's about yeah. that taking that next step further um we all recognize that we've done quite a lot of work with health professionals but it's just you know the citizens of leeds also needed to have those conversations with and that's where it's a little bit harder to engage with because you know they they need to understand these quite complicated you know what's going on in the system really what does antibiotic yeah. resistant mean why, you know, what's an antibiotic, why is it different, why mm. can't it do a viruses and all that sort of thing. So it's, it's quite complicated, isn't it? So there's a lot of other messages that needed to be going out. So. And I think that high-level strategic buy-in through mm. Health Protection Board and through the Council's Health and Wellbeing Board that all chief execs from mm. across the health system and social care system sit on, that it was a topic of conversation yeah. there as well. So I think keep it from the data sort of way back, which we've mm. improved upon greatly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, right to where we are now it remains in people's consciousness you know we, we talk about it a lot as a system about why it matters and i think because we achieved that sort of fairly early on i think that's one of the reasons we, we've done all right so far with getting funded for the campaigns yeah. well 97 percent of our practices we've got 96 practices in these and 97 percent of them below the QP target within the NHS England mm. for, so, prescribing for prescribing rates for all yeah. antibiotics so you know that's showed that you know we've we started quite high on that mm. and we've come right down well, and, sorry, um, and yeah, I was just going to say that also when you look at the um, there's the certain groups of antibiotics that we in particular try to make sure that uh, we're low prescribers of because of the, the more broad spectrum antibiotics mm. and our proportion of all our antibiotic uses usage that's actually these broad spectrum antibiotics 
is quite low um, compared to yeah compared that's to six percent. So that's low compared to the national average. So, you know, Leeds has made major changes in its antibiotic well, usage. We've been there down that level for quite a number yeah, of years. Yeah, now, yeah, so, but yeah. we can see year on year, or month on month, even you can see those numbers coming down. Mm-hmm. But I think you know the, the the clinical commissioning group are really behind. Um, this type of work because I mean they see um, antibiotic resistance as you know as as a Leeds issue but also a national and a global issue and it's something that unless we tackle this we you know we've got um, potential catastrophe on our hands Um, and I think you know it's something that there are it's always difficult to find funding um but you know but there has been support for mm. um, for the seriously you know campaign because it's you know it's it's a amr is is such an important area um and i think we you know we know that the seriously campaign's been really effective mm. and we've seen um, you know, we we've we've seen pledges not only from from Leeds and Yorkshire, but nationally and internationally, we've internationally, had pledges. Yeah. So um, you know, it's 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 it's. We've had an international pledge. We've had international. Yes. Oh, yes, we, yeah. we've, we've, we've got interest. Yes. We've got interest. Interest internationally. Um, around Excellent. seriously, yes. yeah, yeah, Australia, New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. Howard, who's yeah. a consultant uh, microbiologist um, for the university in LTHT, he talks about it wherever he goes, and yeah. he's he's. President of the Heather, I can't remember what he's president. Oh, yes, yes, thank you. Um, and and so he flies the flag, which really helps. Um, and yeah, we're very grateful for that support. But I think the other thing to note is that uh, working in communications, where um, we don't always have budgets, at least not not in the sector that I'm from. I, I do think we are very lucky in Leeds, but because of that, because we are a big system. Um, we do make all of the resources freely available so anybody can use these resources so once our and and this applies to all our campaigns once once we've developed it if it can be used in other areas we're more than happy to share that yeah so I think that's really important who would someone contact to um, um, or where would they go to to the communications team at at the CCG but they, I think the information's on the website. But and, and there are resources on the, yeah. the, the posters and everything, all so downloadable. Yeah. So if they Google yeah. seriously, seriously, seriously resistant, yeah. yeah, there are resources on the website. So that we've had um, videos done um, with pharmacists and microbiologists that sort of ex- explain um, in lay terms a bit more about antibiotics. There's um, the pledge there, and I think just we were saying about pledges as being a measure of engagement. At the start of, I think, 2016, when we ran, or rather at the end of 2016, when we'd finished the student campaign, we had 2,300. We've now got nearly 24,000. So just in in those couple of years, Mm -hmm. it's really ramped up. Um, But yes, the resources are there to to download. And I know one of the um, the NHS Sunderland CCG has used the campaign as well. They did, um, and Magpie did some work with them to do these. And Wales, Wales have adopted. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. I mean, for us, I think it's it's worked really well, and we've had a lot of learning from it. Um, that hyper local focus, though, I think, mm. has been really important. Yeah. And the face to face engagement, you've got to have be able to have those conversations with people. I think moving forward, we've done lots and lots of work with healthcare professionals. We need to do more of that because one of the things that we found is that people's awareness of the campaign 
their recognition was really, really high. Their understanding of the key messages was really good as well. But something obviously happens that between somebody just kind of going, oh yeah, this is how I'll use antibiotics. Yes, I'll always complete the course and, and so on. But when somebody is, very, is feeling very ill or when their child is very ill, that learning and that understanding sometimes goes out the window. So what we want to work on next is, is almost managing expectations in surgery so that before they get to the consulting room, they're not automatically asking for antibiotics. So there's a bit of work to do there, I think, with healthcare professionals. And just to, to give to support them really to have those what can be quite difficult conversations. But I, yeah. I think it's about I think it's about drip feeding the right yeah. information yeah. though, yeah. and it's about keeping that information sort of there in public awareness. I mean, I think it helps us. I think we were talking about having having the bus the buses, yes. um, seriously buses, which I think that really gets the message across quite well. And I think that's something that's that's there sort of throughout the year really, as well as mm. um, the you know the individual events and the the the. the the things that are, are done intermittently um, across the city with different groups. So it's well, we have seen in those areas that were targeted with that, but the antibiotic prescribing rates are starting to come down. So well, that was going to be my, my next yeah, question so is about, and it's difficult to evaluate, isn't it, yeah. effectiveness of, of projects like this, yeah. Yeah, what works. Uh, particularly over the short term as well. But uh, is the sounds like there is some there is, indication yeah, that this has been is. effective. Some of those are coming down now, so they were a bit more challenging to do those but they are beginning to now and we over these anyway we're having a, st a steady since 2015 mm. it's a steady reduction as well so across the board mm. so I think you know we're still making it's not perfect but we're getting there we're getting. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's key really that this is seriously is an integral part of a city-wide program of interventions yeah. and that that's really important mm. that it is part of a bigger um, bigger initiative really I think it's 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 the part of the work that we're doing though that's really highlighting how important it is to have the engagement from the residents of Leeds and having that level of understanding because mm. a lot of the work that we do is around healthcare professionals isn't it yeah. and you know like ensuring their sort of understanding of the, the correct antibiotics to use at the correct time etc um, and trying to you know help encourage and support them to reduce their antibiotic usage uh, but this this campaign the seriously campaign is is targeting the you know the, the population who who don't have that deeper understanding and trying to get get them engaged um, with, with with the messages and I, and I think for a lot of people just considering the the impact on on themselves and on their children and on their grandchildren is really important. Mm. It's really powerful. And I think it's a powerful message. You know, when you know when they think about the fact that you know people, we know if we don't make changes, people are going to die from from common yeah. common illnesses, mm. common infections, and you know I think it's once people take those messages on board and they're thinking of you know that their families and mm. you know their loved ones that actually they feel yes you know we, we all have to be empowered to make this change yeah. one of the powerful messages i think from strictly that i found with it was that it relates to things that are relatable but so in like 10 years time you might not have your you know your, your burger or whatever that could be extinct so it's like well that's a similar thing to antibiotics so it relates yeah. to what would you do without that you know if some mm. people think that'd be really difficult so it's like you know it's it, brings it to a bit more yeah. to home isn't it about what you're going to lose over the next few years mm. um, into more sort of relatable stuff which is I think really good. So just to, to finish off on um, if you could give 
one piece of advice to someone that was looking to do something similar to this, whether that be a um, a, a specific campaign or whether it's the more about the, the kind of wider system cross city working, mm-hmm. um, what would be the kind of one one takeaway that you could uh, that you'd want to pass on to them? I think that if somebody's wanting to do something similar, then I would really encourage them to look at the Seriously website. And if they, you know, if they want to share, you know, our resources, then do so because you know we've got a real belief in Leeds that you know we do once and share, and that's the message we want to share. You know, with across the NHS because you know these resources. Yes, we've developed them, but we are happy for other people to use them, and it's it's a case of trying to tap tackle this enormous problem um you know as as a country um so you know we we should we should try and work together i think that's key is the working together i think if if you're going to look at sharing the resources get buy-in from all organizations because you don't want one part of the system doing something that's different to the other part of the system in leeds we i i think we have achieved it that we're all singing from the same hymn sheet when it comes to what our campaign brand looks like and as if i've learned nothing from marketing colleagues it's that that a brand takes a while to embed and that you know we we value having that consistency across our system and all our senior chief execs and and senior leaders recognize the brand and i think that's been a real achievement of the campaign but i think it's also important to work with your community that you're trying to work with as well and adapt it to suit their needs as well So it's it's working with them, I think. Mm. Yeah, people and understanding involved. what yeah. their priority is. Yeah, always with them. Fantastic. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you.